Welcome to the Trampoline Hall podcast. I am your host, Misha Globerman. Trampoline Hall, as you probably know by now, is a lecture series that takes place in a bar in Toronto, sometimes elsewhere. Uh, People lecture on all sorts of topics with the one restriction being that they cannot speak on subjects on which they are professionally expert. Uh, After each lecture, there's a QA and a uh, with the audience. Um, at Trampoline Hall, a lot of the people who get on stage are people who aren't experienced being on stage, or sometimes they are people who are experienced, but they're talking about something unfamiliar. But one way or another, a, a big part of the show is discomfort. The, the people on stage are uncomfortable. Sometimes just the stuff they're talking about is uncomfortable for the audience. But one way or another, discomfort and nervousness are a big part of the show. And at some level, that's what it is. I mean, we, we call it a lecture series, but in a way, it's a, a piece of theater where the theater is taking just individual interesting human beings and putting them on stage and subjecting them to this sort of uncomfortable situation and seeing what happens. Um, Mostly it's okay. Uh, There was one person who I think actually had a panic attack like in the middle of the lecture. Basically, you know, we we stopped for a minute. She took a break. She had some water. I read for a little bit. And then she picked up and continued. That felt to me like a very trampoline hall moment, the idea that, like, we have a lecture series where it feels like, eh, it could be part of the show for someone to just have a panic attack in the middle of their lecture and then just go on. Now, let's get on to our lecture today. Uh, She does not have a panic attack uh, during her lecture. Uh, Her lecture does contain mature subject matter. The topic is why I really need to know how you are doing. And the lecturer is Sarah Fabraro. Hello. So my topic is why I really need to know how you're doing. Yeah. So um, I ask a lot of questions. Um, for example, if I bumped into you on the street, okay, I wouldn't, if you're a stranger and say I've met you at a dog park, even though I don't have a dog or I don't know, just say I've met, bumped into you on the street and you're walking your dog. I would kind of be like, hi, how are you doing? What's your dog's name? How old's your dog? How long have you had a dog? Um, did you grow up with a dog? Does your house smell like dog? Does your car smell like dog? When you go to interviews, do you have dog hair in your clothes? Uh, Do you think you'd like to have a dog the rest of your life? Where do you live? Do you own a house? Do you have a dog house? Are you married? How long did it take you to buy a house in Toronto? Is your dog happy in that house in Toronto? Do you feel like you need to live maybe in a bigger place so that your dog can run around? So that's kind of like how I would be if I just met you. And if I, um, if I bumped into you and I knew you on the street, like, say, midday, because I'm freelance right now, and I would, assume <laughs> I would assume that you're freelance because I'm bumping into you in the middle of the day, I'd be like, hey, what are you doing? Want to go for lunch? Um, where are you going? What are you doing? Are you lonely? Are you going crazy? Are you totally depressed? How do you break up your time? Does your partner work full time? Do you make any money? How many coffees have you had today? Um, Are you depressed? Um, I can't really deal with, and then I would just keep asking very personal questions. So um, I tend to dig a little bit, I guess. So this, uh, yeah, so I'm going to tell you a few stories that are more specific with a theme where I kind of got myself in a little bit of trouble from maybe asking too many questions. And it usually happens when um, I meet one of my friend's significant others. So our partner, or I meet somebody somebody's dating, or I kind of dig a little bit and get, uh, you know, in a little bit of trouble. But I'd like to say that this asking question, I'd like to say it could be a skill, maybe, but... um, (laughs) It leads to good things, too. My intention isn't really to break people up 
or to <laughs> cause fights at all. But, uh, okay, so um, just like a really normal situation, I'm going to Nazareth with my friends, you know, uh, for dinner. Um, I'm with my partner, Jesse, and, um, you know, it's, uh, I'm meeting my two guy friends, they're a couple, and um, we're eating dinner, and I start, you know, oversharing, which I'm really good at, and... I usually, you know, so I start talking about money and how we're like, you know, having a lot of problems with money and we're having problems with sharing money and, you know, we're just totally financially illiterate and we can't figure out like what to do. And then I decide, you know, because I'm freelance, I have more time to organize our money. And so I just start talking about that and that he is alone and I'm starting to pay it off and I'm starting to manage our money and you know, like he's working full time and he's a teacher, but it's not necessarily like he wants to be a teacher. And then I get to be an artist, which I feel really bad about sometimes, but not really. And so, you know, and then all of a sudden I'm like, so you guys, like, what, what about you guys? How do you feel about money? And then they're just like, oh, we don't share money. And they're really good friends of mine. And I'm like, why don't you share money? And I'm like, well, how do you break up costs? And then it comes into this whole conversation about how he just paid, the guy, the designer guy just paid off like his, you know, $50,000 loan and why should he pay for his partner's loan? They've been together like 10 years, I'd like to say. So I'm just like, well, why wouldn't you help him out? Like, how do you, how do you figure it out? And like, you know, like, do you really resent him because he's an artist? And like, why, if you own a house, like, does he have part of the house if you're not married? Like, can you, can he, is it split in half? And like, do you buy his groceries or like if you go traveling and I just start digging, digging, digging all about money. And then I kind of, it gets really tense. And I, uh, so, and then anyways, the dinner ends and then I go home and my girlfriend calls me and she's like, Sarah, what the hell? You can't ask that many questions. Like, you know, like you ask so many leading questions, like money is the biggest problem in their relationship. And like, they've been fighting all night because, you know. So I guess that's one situation where, it, you know, I shouldn't have <laughs> overstepped my boundaries. I went a little bit far. Okay, another situation. I have many situations, but I'm only going to tell a few today. But, and I just discovered this today, actually, when I was finding a babysitter. I was like, another situation where I caused... Basically, I was downstairs with my neighbor, uh, my neighbors, and this guy, my neighbor, this is a, you know, they're a couple, and they're a straight couple, and the guy is, like, super nice. He's, like, the nicest guy, and I'm always like, oh, my God, he's, like, the nicest guy. She's so lucky. Anyways, it's her birthday one day, and she's like, um, you know, he never buys me flowers, and he's there, and I'm like, yeah, she's like, flowers are my favorite thing, and he never buys me flowers, and I'm like, how could you not buy her flowers? Like, that's so not nice. And like, she loves flowers. Like, why wouldn't you just get her flowers? And like, don't you know that you're supposed to get her flowers like for every main like holiday or like everything? And she's like, I never told him because, you know, I didn't want him to feel bad. And I'm like, you know, it's really, I think, unacceptable that you don't buy her flowers on her birthday. And especially she wants them so bad. So... So the next day, it's her birthday. Okay, the next day is her birthday, and he buys her flowers. And um, they also had a trip to go to Montreal, which they said was like 700 bucks for the tickets, which I don't think it's $700, but maybe. <laughs> Anyways, um, so they get home from work, 
they get home from work and like their cat is on the floor and like it's basically like dying and the cat started eating the flowers he bought her and I'm like she's like he's never bought me flowers before and like now the cat our cat that we got 10 years ago together is dying because the cat is eating the only flowers he ever bought me and so like I'm like so we can't go to Montreal and we just lost our $700 tickets and like so I'm like oh my god and the cat is I'm not exaggerating like the cat didn't die but I took you know I was like okay let me be let me try to do something to make it better I guess I drove them to the emergency vet and they couldn't go to Montreal and actually my neighbor just told me this tonight so I was like okay so I guess I mean I have many different situations but they're not all bad but I was trying to figure out why I have this like really strong desire to like kind of know everything about certain I guess not everybody but kind of and I know it's really nosy too and and uh but um yeah so I think like well what my therapist was saying was that I have like serious issues with enmeshment because um I guess I don't understand social boundaries uh because like my family is kind of intense and like everything's always kind of on the table like for example my mother um, just calling her today, a normal day. She's like, she answers the phone. She's like, Sarah, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, how's dad? And she's like, miserable. He's miserable. So that's like an example of like, kind of my dated, like, it's just like so much drama all the time. So I guess I kind of feel like, well, what my therapist was saying was like, if I want to really feel close to people, I need to, like, I guess go deep. <laughs> Ask, like, so many questions. So I think that might be one problem. And then uh, another thing is I'm Italian, so I grew up, like, everybody's asking billions of questions, maybe not listening. I try to listen, but, like, just, like, lots of talking over, lots of talking. And then, uh, yeah, so I guess, um, yeah, and then, like, I have a secret dream to be a talk show host, which I guess you are a talk show host. But, yeah, that also has been, like, a fantasy of mine for most of my life. And, um, yeah, so I guess that's why I want to know how you're really doing. Sarah Fabrero, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the Trampoline Hall Podcast. I'm Misha Goldman. Up next, the Q&A. Hi, this is Kara Swisher, and I want to talk to you about my new podcast for the New York Times called Sway. If you want to know what people who hold power in our world are really all about, you need to hear how they answer the tough questions. And that is my specialty. And although it might get messy, as it always does, it's also going to be really fun. You can get Sway wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes are available Mondays and Thursdays. It's funny to ask, but are there any questions yeah. for Sarah Faber? Yes, yes, you ma'am. What do you do in your freelance work? Um, I'm an artist, and I do like um, community stuff, performances, and video stuff, and I teach. Right, yeah. So there you go. There's an, an easy answer to that. Anything else? Yes, you ma'am, yes. When you were describing, when you were asking that couple about the money, and you said it was getting more and more tense, 
like how do you feel when it's going that way? Do you feel excited or do you feel dread? <laughs> right. So how do you feel when you're asking couples this question about money and they're getting more and more tense? Yeah. What's your I'm like dying to know really the answer because I'm trying to figure out my own relationship. On, but yeah, I I I pull back. So I'm you not do notice that they're getting. Yeah, more tense. I mean, I get excited and I'm. It's like they let me in and I kind of. But I'm, like, I was surprised that my friend called me and was so mad at me because I didn't. They didn't call me and say, you know, we had this huge fight and like that's why we're always on the edge of breaking up. Like I didn't know that. I would never start a conversation knowing, yes. like, this is your most sensitive topic in your relationship, and I'm going to exploit it, but Would you really never happens. do that? Would you not do that? Would I not exploit it? No. If my friends were having, like, serious money problems, I wouldn't, like, start the dinner and be like, hey, so right. you guys are about to break up because your money... Well, I would more try and solve it. Right. I'd be like, why don't you... Sh-? Yeah, because I'm always... <laughs> I always... Yeah. By basically yeah. doing the exact same yeah, things exactly. that you did, yeah. you would just do them with the intention of yeah. solving the yeah. problem, but you would actually yeah. d- pursue the precise yeah. same course of action yeah. and say the same words. Yeah. You would just have a different intention in yeah. your heart. Well, I have this thing where a lot of my friends are in relationships where they don't want right. to rock the boat. Right. Because, yeah, they're people. Because they're people. And so I just, yeah, I want to rock it for them. <laughs> I'm just like, maybe I can ask that question, like, especially with kids. Who, who how do you have friends? Like, I yeah, have, I, I would know. not. I don't know. I cannot think of I cannot think of like me being like, "Hey, hey sweetheart, let's go. Let's go have dinner with the ro- the boat rocker." <laughs> like because what I like is well, to go out for, for dinner sure. and come home to a good I fight. Know, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I know. As I was thinking of this topic, I was like, "Man, I'm like such an asshole." But it's not intentional. Like I'm really just, you know, I I think I try to facilitate couples right. to also like work on their relation. I don't know. It's weird. I don't know why I ask so many questions and try and get people together. But in a lot of situations, my friends like won't like my friend won't say like, you should support me or like, why can't we share an account because you make more money or like, why can't you buy me flowers? Cause they don't want right. to be like, and I'm just like, right, why can't want... you list that out? Right. Or just, or just have a, a third party show up and just yeah. interject that. Yeah. Into, into, yeah, exactly. into dinner. yeah. I can do it for you. I got, yes. Over here. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Well, I'm Sarah's sister. All right, so you're her sister. Okay, great. Yes, and um, I just want to ask Ethan. Our mom is really eccentric. Right. We're judging of people. So what do you think? Because mom is so open and unapologetic. <laughs> sort of like judgmental she can be, but thinking she's not judgmental and like putting everything out on the table. Yeah. Wait, just to, just to recap yes. the question from her sister was, do you think this might be because mom was so judgmental but denied that she was judgmental and always putting things on the table? Do you think that might be why you're like this? Yes. And your answer is yes. Yes. And my therapist thinks the same because she's like, that's not normal. That's not normal to talk about that. And I didn't know that. And she's like, enmeshment, social boundaries. I've never heard this. What is enmeshment? I've never heard that. I guess it's like my problem. It's like, (laughs) I don't feel like close to people unless I like really know everything. Yeah. Like, I can't just have small talk. I have to be like. What's it like with with Jesse, with your partner? Like, are you like, how was your day? Tell me everything. What did you eat? Are you like, is it like, it must, does it even go to like, like, is it the opposite? It's kind of all about me. With you. So Jesse's here. So you just what? I get no leading questions. You get no questions at all. So your your partner, you just. But I have to say, when I met him, my rule is when you meet people, I asked him in the first date if he wanted to have kids. Right. I'm very like 
boom, 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 boom. I don't wait like six months and then find out like he's racist and all that stuff. <laughs> I missed out that story. Like my friend, I went over to her house for dinner. She introduced me to her partner and I had a dinner party with her. And when I left, they broke up because he ended up being this really racist, homophobic guy. And I'm because like, you asked him, you were like, so yeah. what do you like better? White people or black people? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he just, I started saying, like, how was your life? And where'd you go to school? And blah, 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 blah. No, 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 no. And then it started coming out, all these messed up stories. And then the next thing you know, like, the next morning, she's like, I broke up with him. Because he's, like, and she's, like, a total social justice advocate. I'm like, how did you not pick this up? <laughs> like, in the first five minutes. But he was, I guess, beautiful. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm beautiful. like, I figured out right away. That's Ooh. my thing. That's <laughs> who, who, who of us hasn't been tricked by a beautiful racist? So you've broken, so you've broken up. So you've that's broken why up. I'm glad I'm not beautiful. So you've broken That's what? No, but I've always been glad I'm not like a serious babe. Like, I know I'm a babe, but not a serious babe. <laughs> because like, I don't want to be like, my friends that are hardcore babes are just date like so many losers. It's just like swimming through the losers. So that's like the reverse. That's like the reverse of the, right, because you're like, because yeah. people, right, because people will, right, okay, yeah. that makes sense. This is somebody really liking you for who you are, you know? And you ask them that, you're like, so what's it like to have to date so many losers because you're so hot? Is I'm just like, like you have the worst taste. Like, come on, like you're such a babe. You can pick anybody, but mm. they don't fall for that. They want a babe with them. Right, okay, all right. Yeah. So, so again, so the, so the question was... Are you this intense with the, the person closest to you? And the answer is no. You display no curiosity about him whatsoever. No, I do. But, I do. But I guess it's more is about... It, is it true? Is it, no, but presumably things happen, have happened to you since, you since the initial interview, which I imagine was grueling. <laughs> or have you just stayed the same ever since? I was pretty... <laughs> you just flatlined. You're like, you have produced no new information. <laughs> All right. Uh, yes, you, sir, over there. Yeah. Uh, do you have examples of good outcomes? Do you have, yes. Are there any good outcomes? That's an excellent yeah, question. I do, because I think like I bring a lot of people together, and I, I actually love setting people up. Um, and I'm really good at like complimenting people. I'm really, and I'm not the kind of person when you're in a room with strangers where I don't introduce you. I'm like, this is this person. This is where they work. They're so amazing. Oh my God, they do this, they do this. And this. So I'm really, I really like to build community with that. And I think my friend who broke up with that guy who was like, Homophobic and racist. Right, that, that was a guy. good thing. Yeah, that was a good. So you've had. So you. So it sounds like yeah, your record so I far. Her. We you have you have brought about one one good breakup. Yeah. You've you've imperiled one otherwise healthy relationship. I've imperiled a few. You've imperiled a few. Okay, yeah. so that we know of. But you've imperiled. But shouldn't they figure that out? That's no, like a I, deal no, breaker. Money's a deal breaker. I guess. I guess. I don't I, know. I don't know. Maybe. Sure. Let's say. Yeah. All right. And the cat. Yeah. A cat dies eventually. Anyhow, there's not. There's not. A cat that was. I, when I said that, that I left say, feeling like I went too far. You ca that one. You feel it's you went too, too late. Far? It's too late. It's not that one. I feel was not your fault. Like it's yeah. like if you get someone to buy someone flowers and because they buy flowers, the cat gets sick. Yeah. That doesn't mean they shouldn't have bought them flowers. Yeah. That just means their cat is careless. I just am not close to him, and to be like that's totally unacceptable. Like I was pretty serious. Right, but but the, but it, but it sounds like that outcome was. I mean, like, the outcome was bad with the cat getting sick and they didn't get to go to Montreal. But yeah. that's not. But that's like but just a weird twist of. She doesn't want flowers anymore. No. That's crazy. Whatever. 
But that's not, but you made things nicer, and then it was just like, like, like fortune, fortune that made a nice thing bad. Yeah, it's bad luck. It wasn't, like, it would be different, it'd be different if he was like, uh, the re- I never get you flowers because I know our cat would eat them. Yeah. And then you made him get yeah, her flowers. He but if that's not, he was it. just a thoughtless lug. Thoughtless. Right, thoughtless. is the reason. Not thoughtless. because he was. Thoughtless. <laughs> I have a question. Why is your father so miserable today? He's sick. Oh, he's, he's dying. Sick. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's it's a, heavy. That's not a real to bring reason the to be room miserable. down, but he is very sick. Yeah. Whoa. Well, I'm very sorry it's to heavy. hear that. heavy, yeah. All right. So it's understandable that he's miserable. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That, okay. That's a real dramatic situation. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. It is. All right. It's hard to be light in heavy situations. <laughs> yes, that's Life true. Is heavy. Life I am, is heavy. I am, I am learning that lesson right now. Any other questions? Sorry about that. No, no, no. That's fine. That's fair. That's that's what that's what I that's I didn't break up a couple. I just made Trampling Hall get kind of sad for a yeah. half a minute, which is uh, which is really okay. Yeah. Um, yes, your question. Why do you think people don't like talking to strangers? Why do you think people don't like talking to strangers? I, okay, I want to be clear. I don't go up to strangers and just start talking to them. It's more like you bump into somebody. Okay, like an example is now that I'm a mom, if I'm at a play center or something, I'm like, so do you work? How is it being a mom? Are you depressed? <laughs> like, I, go, <laughs> I go right is, there. Is, 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 how, is, are you depressed I, I always the close. third question? <laughs> well, I guess that's my biggest fear. Right, your, so for you, your biggest fear is that you would be, is to be depressed? Maybe. And then you figure you ask people if they're depressed. What are you hoping to find out? I are you think, hoping you to know like? What I think it's is happening is that I'm kind of figuring things out through the question. <laughs> when you ask casual strangers, "Are you depressed?" What percentage of people say yes? Uh, like today, I met a mother at a play center, and she was like, "I was like, oh, how is it with two kids? Like, did you work?" And she's like, "Yeah, I did art and men." And I'm like, "Well, how are you going to do that with a seven-month-year-old?" And she's like, "I don't know." And I'm like, "Well, how will you figure it out?" And she's like, "I don't know." And then I'm and then it just got into this really. And she told me, she's like, it's really hard. I don't know what to do. And, but maybe that's because the context was like, moms are isolated. I think artists need this kind of thing. But like, you're just isolated at right. home. So when you go to a play center, it's like you want to connect. Do you well, attra- some people do. do you, my, my, I would, <laughs> some people stay the hell away from me. Do you, I, w- I would think, in terms of who stays away from you and who are drawn to you, I would think that you would attract a lot of people who really like to talk about themselves. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. Do you have like a lot yeah. of people who are just like, finally, someone who yeah. wants to just yeah. ask me yeah. everything about myself? Like, I met an American today who was like, oh, I'm American. I love talking. I love being so loud. And like, I'm so glad you love talking. But there is a girl I see all the time, and she's so quiet, and I know I freak her out like so I stay so far away from her I'm like you know what and I see her everywhere like I saw her at the Royal Agricultural Fair she was behind me in the potato line and I didn't say hi I didn't say hi to her I just don't want to freak her out because she's like she looks so scared to even like and I don't want to don't you want to know why she's so quiet? Don't you want to be like, well, why are you so quiet? Tell I me can, why you're so quiet. It's well, because you're depressed. Like, do you ever, do you ever want to? I'm convinced she's like a farmer or something. I don't know. I don't. So well, she. Because she's quiet and she likes potatoes. This is so stereotyping, but in my mind, like, I can just picture her on a farm and like. I don't know. She wears plaid shirts. I don't know. Low ponytails. She's. She looks like she's from the country. She's a farmer. She looks like she's from the country and she just wants peace. I think that's a safe bet. She doesn't want me around her, I don't think. I think that's a safe bet then, that she's a farmer. I think that's fair. Uh, Maybe not. It's all right. Okay, yes. All right, user. Have you ever run into people that have like a similar conversation style? 
style? Do you, oh my God, do you ever run into people who have a similar conversational style true to you? Love, is the question. True love. What happens? How does true that even love. work? True love. Um, it's like true love. And then I try to back off because like one girl I met recently, she makes me laugh so hard. She's amazing. But I don't want to call her every day. So I just, wait, wait. I just play cool. But wait, I really love her. I really why love not? Her. Why not? I don't know. It's just, it's hard with a new friend in your late 30s. You're like, oh, God. I don't know. I don't want to scare her. So, just, so just, to, just, to make the, just to be clear, you will ask a stranger within a few minutes whether they're depressed, but you don't want to, but like someone you really like. I mean, I understand well, this. I don't think it's so funny. Commitment. Right. So someone commitment. you at risk and risk, right? With someone you really like, like it's like scary to approach them. Is well, right? I will ta- say anything to her, but I don't want to call her You don't want to call her day. too often because you don't yeah. want to come on too strong or whatever? Yes. Or do you feel, yes. do you feel rejection? Like to come on too strong. Oh, God, yeah. Okay, so you're afraid... Well, no, I... Well, yeah, I fear rejection, but also, like, I don't want to scare her off because I know I'm extremely intense. You do know that. Yeah. Well, kind of, yeah. I know I come across wrong. Okay, all right. Okay, so there, so there, so what it's like when she finds someone like her is, ex- I'm, I'm going to summarize that as exciting and scary. <laughs> yeah. Well, true love, true love, true love, true yeah. love. Okay, well, yeah. all right, well, but, all right, okay, maybe that's maybe. Um, uh, uh, oh, all right, oh, yes, all right, yes, yeah. So, as your child grows up, do you have any plans on changing your behavior, or will this just be a barrage? So as your child grows up, are you going to change your behavior or are you going to just barrage your child with questions all the time? You know what? That's so interesting because I've been trying to be really quiet around her so that she has space to be like whoever she needs to be because I don't want to be that kind of mom that's like always on stage and then my daughter's in the back. But So I'd be, I'm kind of mellow with her actually and really quiet. But then today I practiced my lecture for her <laughs> and Jesse like just talking and she was like so happy and she excited she, she was it. so into me being so loud so i was like you know what maybe i should just obviously be sensitive but i hope that this is the <laughs> this is the moment that transforms you from the quiet mother that you've been into the like the, the like super interrogative slightly terrifying mother that you will be for the rest of your life i think that might be scary yeah a little I, bit. I, i'm 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 going for i i i encourage it yeah I just like to think the trampoline hall changes lives. Okay, okay. Right. Well, let, let's, I think it might. I think it might. Well, let's wrap it up there. Ladies and gentlemen, Sarah Fabrero, ladies and gentlemen. Trampoline Hall was created in Toronto in the 21st century by Sheila Hetty and is hosted by me. This episode's lecture was chosen by John Davies. The podcast is produced by Josh Block. Our theme music composed by Matt Smith. Trampoline Hall is a sumo audio podcast. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Sumo Audio has another podcast about chips. It's called JustChips.com, and it's just about chips, specifically the kind of chips you eat, not paint chips, not computer chips, the chips you eat. Check it out. I'm Misha Globerman. Thanks for listening.